Three, two, one. Are we ready to go? Oh, we're already on. Hey, Jamie Chat GPT, you good? Awesome. All right, roll it. Don't act like you're not impressed. Let me tell you something, Pandeo. You pull any of your crazy shit with us, you flash a piece out on the lanes. I'll take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click. Jesus. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Yo, what's up, everybody? Oh, man. Yeah, another beautiful, hot day here in uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, traffic report is, you know, I almost kind of was thinking like, man, I kind of sound like a radio kind of dude talking or, you know, kind of telling you guys about the weather. And the funny thing is, is first is this is not live, (laughs) at least not yet. And two, you probably don't even live here. And I already know a couple people that don't. (laughs) Um, it's not crazy bad right now. 92 for us for being in, you know, Phoenix area so far. That's not too bad, but it, it turns pretty quickly. So 92, the high today was 100 actually this weekend. So got to put on the long sleeves. Getting a little chilly out there today. Welcome. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Hella Average with me, Jose, and appreciate uh, you guys uh, taking uh, time again to take a listen to my, I don't know, my bullshit, I guess, in a sense, um, some interest, some some topics that I've, I've done. I've actually was going, was going to do a different topic today. But I decided yesterday that I was going to do, I was going to talk about something different. And it's kind of like a, my new, I don't want to say my new love, but I have to say I'm very, very interested in this thing. And it's taken up a little bit of my time. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Well, maybe for some might be a bad thing. You might even look at it as a bad thing. I look at it as a good thing. And I don't know. It's 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 pretty, um, pretty intuitive. I have to say I was I've tried not to say pretty. I was wondering, like, how did that happen to be slang of like meaning a little or minor or something? Right. But it is intuitive, actually. I have to say it's quite intuitive. Anyways, um, thank you for, again, for, for stopping by. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast here at Hella Average. And I have, and, and well, before I say that, and, uh, and, and thank you. If you guys have checked out my YouTube channel, thank you for doing so. If you've subscribed, thank you for that as well. It is Jose Mays of the Degenerate. And I have a few videos there. I've been posting a lot of shorts there of cars. That's one, of course, one of the things I I enjoy and love the most. R- pieces of art on wheels. This, you know, the 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 engineering, the creativity, the art, the artistic details, everything from classics to moderns, absolutely spectacular. So you'll see a lot there. I am still currently working on a couple, actually, of animations. 
that I'm trying to get to. Hopefully I can get those up sometime pretty soon. Um, but if you haven't checked it out, please go check it out. Subscribe and, you know, smack that uh, that the doorbell. I mean, uh, uh, was oh, no, that bell. Yeah, yeah. Smack that bell around little bits to get those notifications on and uh, subscribe to that as well. Check out some videos and you know, there's, there's quite a few there. Um, also quite a different, quite a few different ones there. Also, don't forget to check out my Jose Meza underscore creator Instagram channel. Um, I guess it's a, it's a channel. I don't know. Don't forget to check that out. It's actually been doing a, a lot better because I've been putting a lot of reels. I've been posting quite frequently there and it's actually, it's, it's, it's actually improved quite a bit. So I, I'm very happy for that. And I, I'm just thankful for everybody that actually has been watching and subscribing to my content. So it's, it, that's, it's, it's always a good feeling and, and, it's nice when you know you work hard at things and you actually see some of you know some fruition happen. So it's it's it was it's quite nice to see that as well. So don't forget to check that out. I'm still looking. I I, I still haven't forget forgot about Jose Meza comedy in my Instagram, and I do have some posts. Not not posts, but I do have ideas for some posts that I just need to set up. But it's just right now, it's also I, I have I've had a few things come up on my plate that I, I haven't been able to focus on that just yet, but I will. One of them is actually what I'm what I'm going to talk about today on this episode, which is mid journey, the AI thing. So that thing is phenomenal, fantastic. And that has been taking up uh, quite a bit of my time in a good, good way. And it's absolutely amazing. So I will get more into that here in just a few. But that was one of the things. And my Flickware, I'm still doing a little work with that. I'm trying to say, well, I haven't started it completely like I was, you know, changing or converting the name from KT shirts to Flickwear just yet, but that's that's still a little bit in the near future. That's not immediate yet, but I will let you guys know when that happens. And I think that's it as far as any updates that I have for my stuff. But yeah, I mean, keep a keep keep an eye out for all my stuff there. Don't forget to follow me and give me a follow on Instagram, if you will. It's always, you know, it, there's so much going on in those in that social media. And um, it's just nice to be able to post, you know, things that you are passionate about and love about. Not 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 things like, you know, I, hey, I had a chicken salad today or, hey, I had a cheese filled a croissant with ham and potatoes and hash browns or, you know, that, that, and, and unless, unless you're a chef or something, I, I get it, you know, but it's nice to be able to have a platform that you can share your, your passions and, and, and love because, you know, Instagram did start on photography in a way. Uh, but, uh, you know, don't, don't forget to check me out on that. And also remember, you can all, you guys can always email me Juan and Joe comedy at gmail.com. It is, I believe in the podcast things on my YouTube, um, my YouTube on my podcast in the podcast, wherever you listen to them. I know that didn't make sense, but you get my drift. Okay. That's enough. 
I don't want to go into more further shit. So anyways, really quick update uh, on Brad. I have not received an e- uh, a letter yet. I actually wasn't really expecting to receive one so soon, but I figured why not? And so when I got home today, I actually went and checked the mail and unfortunately, no letter from B-Rad. So hopefully we hear from him at some point because if that was the case, then of course, this podcast or this episode was going to be postponed for next week because I'm very eager to listen or to hear from Brad. Hopefully everything's good. Number one, I want to know if he's okay and how things are going. And two, it's just my favorite podcast. It's it's my favorite thing to do on the podcast is to read letters from him and for new the newcomers that have come up or come into the podcast, I would love to kind of share like the new ones and in how the format works. But you can you can check some of those out in the older episodes, basically just titled Letters from B-Rad. So we'll see if we hear from him. And if we do, maybe soon. I'm not sure. Uh, today, this This past weekend was uh, a great weekend for me. Uh, you know, Memorial Day weekend, it was fun. It was cool. Hung out with some some friends and of course got fucking hammered a few times. But it was it was good. It was it wasn't so hot. It was it was a great time. And then this past weekend. So, you know, the one that just happened, the one, I guess, because I'm not live, I keep forgetting about that. That was basically the weekend after Memorial Day weekend. I had my parents come down, which was you know, extremely excited. And my sister and her husband drove my parents down to a visit. And, you know, I always look forward to that. And it was fantastic and always wonderful to see my family, always happy to see my family. And it was great for them to come down. It's been uh, it's been a few years, actually. And I, I thought it was maybe just a year and a half or two. But my mom reminded me that it was pre-COVID, which... It's scary to think how fast that goes. The only good thing about COVID is it gives you a time frame of where, like what, what when that was, right? 2020, basically. So at least it gives us a, a little bit of a gauge because holy shit, does time go by quick? I mean, look, we're already in June in on in 2023. And I would have bet that it was maybe at max two years. It was actually closer, it was actually three, maybe even more. So I was very excited to have them come down and see them and, you know, just spend some some time together. And it was, it was, it was great. It was fantastic. We, of course, we went out to eat a few times as we always do. And we always enjoy that. And I made sure not to work any of the days that they were here. They were, it was a very short trip. It was just on a Friday, Saturday, and, and they left on Sunday late morning. But I, I made sure that, I had taken basically taken care of everything, gym stuff, everything before they showed, before they came down. And of course, I figured I'm not going to work at all, which I did not because, you know, outside of health, family is really number one, especially if you have your parents still. My parents now have aged quite a bit and, you know, they're older now and I have to do everything I can to spend time with the people that I love, especially them. And that means I will probably be going to visit them on the 4th of July weekend because I have to really, really start 
planning and scheduling times to go see them more, even if it, I might even try to do once every three months, if I can possibly even once a month. So luckily for me, not too far away. Vegas is pretty close and you know, it's hard to get away, but eventually I won't have that option in that opportunity. And I'll kick myself in the ass for saying, oh, you just never had time, which is bullshit, right? Priority. Remember when I say busy, busy just means you aren't prioritizing. And so the word to a point annoys the shit out of me because that's all it is. When people say too busy, oh, I'm just too busy for that. No, it's just not priority. It's just that you you don't really give a shit about it as much. So, yeah, it was great. It was fun. We went to the Odyssey. Uh, we went to the Butterfly Museum. I mean, Butterfly Wonderland. My mom loves plants, loves butterflies. And I figured, why not? I've never been. And then we went to the Odyssey, which is the aquarium here. And one of the aquariums here. Never been either. And it was actually quite uh, impressive. It was it was good. And they actually loved it. It was, it was great. My mom was taken. She looked like a... A millennial. She was out there just taking pictures and video of of many things in the aquarium. And I think she was having a good time. Of course, she's, out of all of us, was the only one that lost her ticket. So my sister had to step away. And it took roughly 45 minutes. So it's a cool place. But don't depend on customer service there because it ain't happening. And... Um, it took, I'm not lying. It must've taken 45 minutes for my sister to get a new ticket reprinted. I mean, you would think that's a pretty simple process. Obviously it's not, (laughs) but out of everybody, my mom's the one that loses her ticket. Who's usually the one that doesn't lose anything. (laughs) But anyways, it was good. It was fun. We had a great time. She loved every bit of it. And again, she really loved the aquarium, especially because you get to see shit underwater that we never see. Right. I mean, those are some of the animals on on this entire planet that you will never ever see in your life unless one you are a scuba diver and more than likely you won't even see them then but you'll have a better chance or two if you go to aquariums and it's fucking fascinating when you see shit and you realize what what underwater really like what it has what this I, it's hard. It's hard to explain. It's it's one of those things where almost alien like. It's it's really feels like it's out of this world. And there was a few things like the jellyfish are just like stunning. I took a video of one of of, of well of this tank, and they have colors in there, so they're translucent. Of course, it makes them kind of glow in whatever color they change them in. And really looking at those things closely. You wonder if maybe they aren't aliens because you don't see anything but this see-through looking sheet thing that moves and you it's see-through and it it's got tentacles and looks like kind of like a parachute and and it seems like they're going they know where they're going but maybe they're not and they're all going in a circle it's it's fucking weird but at the same time it's very very relaxing, very utopic. When I was just seeing that and I recorded it because it was taking my entire mon- uh, screen on my phone, I look back and I'm like, holy shit. It was just, it was something that I'm just like, man, I could put this on a screensaver and relax to it. And you just, you would just zone out, right? You'd want to talk about a calming app. That's right there would be 
un unreal. Even if you have, if you want to put a little music behind it, fine. You don't have to, but it's just so soothing. It was it was amazing. Octopus that was actually moving. I record that a little bit. My mom was all all over that too. She was like Nat Geo over there, just grabbing footage, just grabbing photos of sharks and and the octopus and and the jellyfish and very cute, very cute to see my mom you know, running her iPhone like that and, 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 and shooting some video again, like a millennial. I mean, just putting it out there and just net geo on that motherfucker all day, but it was good. It was, it was a little bit more than I expected because the Odyssey is a little bit larger. My, my dad, um, isn't as tech savvy as my mom, <laughs> but he was around, you know, he was enjoying it too, but you know, they, they're much older now and it's, it's, it's hard because it's, it gets tiring for them. Matter of fact, I just talked to them yesterday, which was Tuesday, and she said they were still recovering from Saturday's journey. And, you know, we were there for a few hours, probably four, four and a half hours, but they, uh, yeah, my dad was hurting. He's uh, he's in quite a bit of pain with the, the knee replacement that he had many years ago is basically you know, worn out in, in one of his hips as well. It's, it's, I not, not, I don't want to bring it down or anything. This whole podcast, it just, it hurts seeing who used to be my father that was completely indestructible for so long, um, to be, you know, in that type of pain and, and to wish that I could help him in some way. And I can't, right. Um, and, uh, and my mom as well, but my dad was really, really hurting. So I just, I, uh, it, it breaks me, it breaks my heart. And I know it's part of getting old, um, but it just sucks. And I, I think there's things that we can do to try to prevent that, but it's never guaranteed, right? But all I know is that at least we were together, even if he was in pain, we're all together. We we're enjoying a great time together, my sister being there. Um, and us just, just having, sharing time and, and, looking at these creatures and it was just amazing. It was fun, you know? And then later on that day, uh, Mike was very, very cordial and, 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 and nice enough to host a, a dinner at his house that he basically put together, uh, for Saturday night. And we had planned that he made some ribs that were just out, outstanding. No, Rick, these were baby back ribs, not, uh, not, not, not the, the vegan kind, but, um, I, I'm, I'm not hating. Like I said, I'll, I, I try the sausage that you, you told me about, but, um, it, the, the meat's never going to like, for me, it just can't be replaced. Damn it. It can't be replaced, but I know you, I know you respect where I'm coming from, but they were delicious, absolutely delicious. And his girlfriend made a, a couple things that were fantastic little toasts with artichoke stuff, uh, like cheese stuff. Uh, buddy Robert brought in his hatch chili cheese dip that just always, always on point and, and just, I mean, spicy, just fantastic. Had a, you know, nice, had a great spread cheese and meats and, um, mashed potatoes. I mean, it, it was just, it was excellent. It was absolutely excellent. Bunch of drinks, you know, we had beers, different, Mike had different kinds of beers and, you know, we had a little music in the background and it was just a great time for everyone to spend together. Had a couple, a couple of my other uh, friends come by for the first time meeting my parents and they were very happy and excited. And, um, and it was just a great time. It was, I don't know, I can't say that it, it could have gone any better. And, you know, it was, it's just, just 
those favorite moments of mine. And, you know, it, it, the, the worst part is, is when they leave. It, it's, it, it makes me sad. It hurts. And I realize I really need to make more time to get over there. And I do. So it's, it's time to, you know, look at, look at some expenses and, 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 and start allocating to trips to see my parents and, and instead of, you know, maybe cutting back on a few things here and there, just so I can make those trips a little bit more, um, uh, often, you know, so it was it was great though, but it was great to see uh, my uh, to see them all, and uh, you know having food. Of course, like I said, stuff in our fucking faces all all the time, because that's what Mexican families do. You know, we stuff our faces. That's what we do. We love to eat. That's how we spend time together. One of the ways, and why not? Uh, my parents don't drink really, so it's 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 uh, it's food at that point. Um. But uh, yeah, it was it was great. Oh, and I was gonna say, um, again, being over there at Mike's and with everybody, I'm telling I'm telling you, it was like a whole big family. It was outstanding, outstanding. Just sucks when it just has to fucking end, you know. Uh, but when I was at the Odyssey, I came across this thing, and I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but I came across this thing called the Batfish. It was fucking crazy looking. Uh, I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the the species uh, name uh, as you know. I, I'm just I'm not even going to go go into it. Basically, it's a species of a batfish, is what it's called. And I never seen one before. Out of all the times, and I've gone to quite a few aquariums for real. Actually, I'm not even bullshitting. But I ain't never seen one of these things before. And it was basically like the bodybuilder of the ocean. I have to say, it's not very large, though. It's not very big. I would say maybe maybe eight inches long, I would say. No, yeah, I'm talking about the fish still. So probably something around there. And he walks around in like his, for fins, he has arms, I guess you could say, front ones. And he, that's what he walks around on. He definitely skips leg day, though. No fucking question. Um, so much so that it's just a fishtail. So he just walks around on these and he's got these fucking arms and shoulders and he looks like a little fucking bodybuilder and he looks like he's got attitude. Like he looks like he's ready to fucking like throw down. And it's 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 pretty crazy to to, to look at and it's nuts. Uh, you don't have to worry about him getting you in a leg lock or anything like that. No, not at all. It's just, but the arms are are, are powerful, you know? And I, I'm not, as far as like somebody in a wheelchair, you know, that maybe unfortunately is, is paralyzed, you know, from the waist down, that's unable to use the legs. I'm not, and I'm not comparing, I'm trying not to be demeaning, but I'm saying, you know, like those guys are always really strong and they do have, you know, most of them have big arms, especially the guys that work out, Right. And that's and that's what happens. I'm assuming that's kind of what what's with the batfish is is because of the way they are born. Um, they probably, you know, bulk up there because they they got some fucking size. And I'll read it real quick. I, again, I'm not going to go over the Latin species name, whatever the hell you want to call it. But it's a species of batfish found at depths between 29 and 230 meters well, who the meters? Come on, man. None of us in here in the U.S. understand that for the most part. It's 95 and 755 feet. Let's just go that way, which, you know, 
is decent in the Atlantic Ocean, and they're ranging from North Carolina to the Gulf of Mexico and the Bahamas. So they're all over the place. These little bastards walk everywhere, I guess. Um, it has a flat triangular body with color varying from yellowish to purple with pale round spots. The lips are orange red and they are, they are, it, it's, it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's kind of like he has a little lipstick or maybe it being too many strawberries or something, you know, maybe drinking a lot of wine. I, I don't know, but, but don't tell him that because uh, they're ready to fight, I think. And projecting from his head is a characteristic structure that is shared by other anglerfish. Uh, and that's all it has. Uh, it's got to be one of the shortest Wikipedias I've ever seen, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, like, what it eats or how, like, if it if it actually is a fighter <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, it's called the long-nosed batfish. And I found it quite entertaining and, and pretty crazy. It says right here, I just wanted to see if it had a... Jamie Chat GPT, let me... Uh, hey... You know, what am I doing? What am I doing work here for? What am I doing searching here? You're supposed to be helping me. Let, let, come on, jump on here really quick. Okay, so thank you. Thank you, Jamie. I thought for a minute that I thought you were sleeping. I, I know you almost did, but I tapped the mouse and you woke back up. So thank you for being on point. Okay, so Jamie ChatGPT says the long bat fit, long nosed batfish is a species of anglerfish found in the tropical waters of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. What I did is what does the long nosed batfish eat? That's what I asked it. It said, although specific dietary information for this particular species is limited, it is believed to have a carnivorous, carnov okay, yeah, I know, it's, it's tough being multilingual because you can barely speak two languages, Carn carnivorous diet. Uh, as a member of the uh, anglerfish family, the long-nosed batfish has unique adap adaptations for hunting and capturing prey. Probably puts it in a fucking chokehold or full Nelson. Or I, I'm, that's what I'm guessing, something like that. Uh, maybe a headlock. I mean, that, that's definitely one thing. I, I know one thing for sure. It's not doing any figure four or any leg locks. That's, that's no question. Um, it possesses a modified dorsal spine called an elicium. Uh, I'm probably pronouncing that elicium on its head. The spine is tipped with a fleshy lure or esca, which resembles a small worm or crustacean. The battlefish uses this lure to attract smaller fish and invertebrates, which it then ambushes and grabs it, grabs it with its fin arms and puts a choke hold on it until it suffocates it, similar to what a python does, constricting its breathing and then. Eats it. I'm kidding. I I added part of that, um, but I, I think I think since it's Wikipedia, maybe I should put that in there. Uh, I think it'd be kind of interesting. They'd, they'd probably find that one of the most interesting fish there are. The the batfish, but it is true. The batfish uses which this this is kind of kind of nuts, and I could see this. The batfish uses his lorikin to attract you know smaller fish and invertebrates, which it then ambushes and swallows whole. Yeah, after it probably gives it a right cross or something. The primary food sources for the long-nosed batfish likely include small fish, mm -hmm. shrimp, crabs, and other small invertebrates that can be found near the ocean floor. Their bottom-dwelling creatures, don't tell them that, they will, they will light you up, uh, using their pictorial fins to walk, and they use that in quotation marks because it is true, and that's it is, along the sandy or muddy substrate. Their unique appearance and hunting behavior make them well-suited for life in their marine habitat. So, 
Yeah, the WWE fish or the UFC fish. Maybe that's a better way to go. But anyways, you guys, uh, I wish I had video and I wish I had a screen. Uh, you know, maybe eventually I will, but so you guys could see it. But it's, <laughs> I just found it kind quite fascinating. Um, pretty crazy. Okay, so uh, listen, I'm going to try to stay on, 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 not necessarily topic, but on time here. I may even be short this time. Probably shouldn't say it, but because I'm going over, but I am, uh, um, you know, trying to, trying to get it down to an hour. Again, I know I, I can, I can start talking a lot. I know you don't, I know. You don't believe me? Like, no way. Not this dude. I know. Weird, isn't it? Uh, okay. So, um, thank you, Chat Jamie Chat GPT for pulling that up. Appreciate it. Thank you for, for even when you're almost sleeping, you, you, uh, you were on your toes. Thank you. Uh, okay. Um, so podcast episode 116 mid journey. So as you guys know, our overlords are in training right now. Well, AI is in training right now. It's quite new to us, to the public. I'm sure that, you know, of course the developers and I'm sure military, it is not as the internet had not been to those group of people, but to us it was when it first came out. And AI is here and it's here to stay. All right. And not only that, it's only going to get better. So it's, is it, is it scary? I don't know. Um, I guess at first it might be, and it probably will be, but I find AI quite fascinating. I mean, Jamie ChatGPT agrees with me, and I went over and I did ChatGPT episode. I forget what episode that was, but I did a an, uh, a podcast um, on uh, ChatGPT. Chat oh, here it is, episode 108, if you guys want to check that out. And... I've 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 found it fascinating. Now at this time, I knew that there was Jamie ChatGPT. Right, sorry, <laughs> I keep going. ChatGPT, and it's text based. And in other words, text based is where all is is is, is where um, text based. By what I but what I mean by that is, you know, you can have it write a song, you can have it write poems, but it's all text based, right? But there are other. AIs out there. And at first you think AI and it's one of them, right? At least I did. Maybe you guys didn't, but I did at least. And I'm thinking, okay, how are these images, these artful images coming out? Like there's one with the Pope in a puffy jacket. And then there was one where Trump was arrested, right? And none of those were true, but the images were very convincing and very, very well done. And not only that, I saw other pieces of art that just were absolutely stunning, amazing, eye-catching. It was just absolutely insane. And I didn't know which ones they were. And so I've, I've heard a few things, you know, because you Google it and Jamie ChatGPT can't help me with that because his knowledge only goes to September, 2021, unless I upgrade to Jamie ChatGPT4 but I'm not paying whatever monthly it is for that right now. Sorry, Jamie, you're, you're, you do help me a lot, but you're not, you just, you're not gonna get a raise yet, okay? Not yet. Plus we need to start making some money before I can give you a raise. 
Anyway, so sorry, that was uh, I, I probably should have had that mic off. Mike's off conversation with him is a little personal. So what ha- you know, when you search Google search, you get a lot of different choices, a lot of different options, and a lot of different types of information, right? And I I I wasn't doing extensive research yet because I'm, I was kind of like, uh, you know, a little leery still also, but I just kept seeing these unbelievable pieces of artwork. And I'm an artist at, at heart. I really am. I, I mean, I, I started pencil drawing, you know, comic book heroes and, and, and villains and stuff like that. That's what I was trying to actually be was a comic book, professional comic book artist when I was a kid. And so I've been artistic from, I don't know, from when I can remember drawing cars. And I've, of course, another thing, I always drew cars, letters and that stuff, almost tattoo style stuff a lot. And, you know, that stuff catches my eyes. So I just kept hearing and, and seeing these things. And then I kept hearing about AI creating this music, you know, with the band Oasis who has never played, who hasn't played together for many, many years. And they did this AI with them singing, making some songs up. And one of them actually sounded quite good. I'm not a huge Oasis fan, but I'm saying as far as it possibly being a hit and nobody ever writing it or them singing it or them, not like it was lost tapes or anything, was absolutely spot on. Like scary, scary spot on. Uh, You also have, you know, that's been around for a while, the deep fakes, which before were a little yeah you could kind of tell they were a little rough recently i've seen some especially with arnold schwarzenegger yeah the governor i don't know why anybody's using my i i, I can sing i can i can do it all i can i can be an annie I, yeah I, I, yeah 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 um he i saw some with him and they were absolutely flawless of course, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger on Orphan Annie's body, um, on The Sound of Music, I think was that m- movie. Joe Rogan was was the, I don't know, butler or something like that in the little clip that I saw with Arnold Schwarzenegger's little Orphan Annie. And th- the production was absolutely flawless. And, and not only... Not not only just visually, I'm talking about the audio, the 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 lip syncing, the, the 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 voice of Arnold. Because I don't know if you guys are aware, you only need three. I think they said three seconds. I believe it is of your your voice, uh, so they can replicate it. Pretty much everything, whether it's crying, screaming, laughing. Whatever it is, hysterical, it will mimic your voice and it pretty much does it almost identical. I mean, I don't, if if you did really weren't paying attention, you wouldn't know the difference. That's how scary it is. And I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, a lady out here in Scottsdale actually almost got some money Scammed as you know, she almost got scammed. Let's put it that way by a ransom um, deal that they her phone rang and this person had said that they had kidnapped her daughter and that they put her daughter on the phone and her daughter was screaming and saying, help me. I don't know what's going on. 
and all this, like, I mean, crying hysterical and crying, yelling for her mom and help me and this and that. And then the guy in the voice was like, Hey, you, you, you need to pay me. I, I can't remember what it was a million dollars or something like that. Or you will not get your daughter back. And I am going to shoot her up for like full of drugs and just all this really horrific shit. And she said, I can't pay that or whatever. And then they dropped to like 50 K and, and, and like, it was an extreme anyways. So she was freaked out calling the police. They don't know what to do. And I think she eventually ends up calling her daughter and her daughter happened to be in Flagstaff, I think with some friends or something like that and said, no, mom, I'm okay. That's not, that nothing's happening has happened to me or anything like that. And that's when she was like, oh shit. All they did, and they, you know, it probably was, you know, you could call somebody's if if they if they have their own voice on the voicemail, you can do that. They could pick that up. Um, you know, people doing TikTok, me doing the podcast, you uh, IG video, whatever. All they need is three seconds of your audio, and they can replicate your voice to where it's pretty much indistinguishable that it's not you. It's it's it was extraordinary, and she almost got scammed out of it. And, it, and she said it was exactly how her daughter sounded. And it, it, it's, it's unbelievable. So we're not going to know it. The scary part is we're not going to know what's real anymore. I mean, unless, you know, the vision pro from Apple has like some type of, uh, I don't know, um, x-ray technology or or some some way to be able to tell whether it's a real human or or at least visually um i i don't know it, it it's it's very strange but that the arnold thing was just it, it's freaky and it's flawless so you know i didn't know where the like so they have an audio one and they have all different kinds i mean i forgot the other ones that they had i think they have one that does powerpoint slides for you now and what else? Um, uh, music ones, of course, which might be the same one that they do for the audio, but I'm sure there's several different one of those. Anyways, tons of tons of different AI. I would ask Jamie Chat GPT, but I'll have to Google this really quick because he's his knowledge stops at on September 2021. Well, I did a quick search, but I don't want to be for too long on here. It's just, you know, it is called narrow AI right now, right? I mean, or, or weak AI is what they call it, which is a type of AI that exists today. And it's called that because it's trained to perform a single or, you know, narrow tasks, of course, way faster than we can. But if if you call that narrow AI or weak AI, but still can um, perform certain tasks far faster than us humans and better than us humans, then... Um, I'd hate to see a strong one. I'll tell you that right, <laughs> right now. But yeah, I, I know that there's all different kinds. I mean, again, audio, uh, text to image is, is mid-journey, um, uh, Ch chat GPT. I mean, there's just many, many different kinds. So, uh, you know, one thing is we're at the beginning. It's moving a lot faster than I definitely would ever thought. Um, I would say welcome it with open arms because eventually we'll serve them. <laughs> I mean, it'll be Skynet, right? It'll be, uh, I, I was watching um, T2 over the weekend or at least had it on. And I was like, yeah, that should be us in about 15, 20 years. It's, it's, it's cool though. I, I actually love it. I, I think 
Part of me, now I think this is definitely a little bit different, but part of me thinks of it kind of like when people, and and, and I'm, I'm pre-internet, I'm still like high school when it started kind of coming out, the end of my high school years was coming out. But from what I understand, a lot of people were starting to freak out about the internet. I'm, I'm probably thinking, you know, you're, you're at that time, 35, 40 year olds, you know, most of them were, were saying that, this was going to end the world and this was this was a huge mistake and 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 you know blah 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 everything right and now it turns out that if you're not online you can't get anything fucking done right i mean you can't do anything um who mails a check nowadays right um it, it's 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 everything so digital it's it's unreal and this is just the last 20 years that it's even 10 20 fold right so I, I can't help but think a little bit in that in that aspect of we're always afraid of what we don't know and something that we're introduced to right now. That being said, AI is I would say a little bit different because of all the stuff that we've heard and even you hear like some of the smartest people in the planet voice concerns about it, which you know it, it gets a little scary. But it, it, you know we've come to a point, unfortunately, in this life that. A lot of times you don't know what's true and what's not like what, you know, are they pushing money? Are they pushing money? Let's say in, in other words, what I mean is like, hey, do they want certain stocks to go up? So they talk about, you know, positive this way, or negative this way or so forth. And a lot of times it's kind of hard to tell. Right. Um, I will eventually do a podcast on a powerful group that uh, my buddy Rick told me about. And uh, it's, I actually didn't, I know a lot of people probably did know. I'm, I, I really wasn't aware of it. And I could see why some people would talk certain things or say certain things, especially in Congress, to, to have a seat at this, this table. We'll put it that way. I will go into that later at some other episode. I don't want to go into it right now. Plus, I have really not done any research on it. But what I'm saying is, Unfortunately, sometimes it's hard to know if they're really voicing their concerns for our safety or is it for money? Is it for both? What is it? Right. But still, when you have the smartest people on the planet still voicing concerns, you you, you start to wonder a little bit. And I also kind of think, you know, the, the way before my time, but I did hear that when when movies first were introduced which were called motion pictures they still are but back then i think they were called the moving pictures before people ever even knew it was people were running out of the fucking theater when they first showed that uh, if if i if memory serves correctly when i read a few things that people were running out of the fucking theater because they didn't know what the hell was going on they didn't understand it they were afraid of it and um, and they thought people were like coming out of the screen. They thought they were fucking coming out of like this moving thing. They didn't know what's going on. And I, from what I understand, and again, I need to do a little more research on that. So really take what I say really lightly. But from what I understand, they were fearful for their lives and pretty much saying, holy shit, I don't know what's happening, what's going on and what's going to happen now. Right. And this is going to ruin X, Y, Z, just like we say Internet is going to ruin X, Y, Z, just like we're saying AI is going to ruin it, X, Y, Z. Now, I got to say one thing is 
yeah, it does ruin XYZ, but it also opens again ABC on the other side. There's, you know, there's always, a, you know, uh, there's always an equal reaction, right? And it's just whether you want to jump on board or not, honestly. That's at least that's my opinion. But it it is it is quite fascinating that we are upon like AI is upon us very early stages. But if you guys have a chance and if you guys, I would say, don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. If you guys really kind of want to maybe diffuse the, like, I don't want to use paranoia, but uh, maybe fear a little bit. Listen to um, a podcast by the name of Factually with Adam Canover. He's the one that says Adam ruins everything. And there's a pretty interesting AI topic of his from April 26th. Uh, AI and Stoicastic Parrots with Emily Bender and Timnit Gabru or Jabru, I'm not sure. But anyways, that that will kind of maybe calm your fears a little bit. But I still, I think it's fascinating. So I would say, man, go with it. See, again, I'm going to be over. I know I'm going to be over. I have 15 minutes left. I'm at 44 minutes. When I told you guys I'm going to move on and be possibly early it was at 27 minutes so here i go on not not i can't say it necessarily on a tangent this time it's on topic it's still about ai which is what i'm talking about today's mid journey and it's not no so much that i'm off topic but when i started talking about it i feel that hey i could at least try to give you guys as much information as i can instead of just diving in and then you guys are like what the fuck's going on right again i'm not doing extensive 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 research of days or weeks or anything like that i do a few hours you know three or four hours and just you know give you at least i think the interesting points of certain things that i've learned and not that i'm going to be 100 percent correct uh, not even close, honestly, but at least from what the stuff that I've read and the stuff that I've talked about, in my opinions, I at least will give you that. And don't don't, you know, quote me on many of these things. Just remember to always kind of do a little search on that. But anyways, um, mid journey. OK, so what is mid journey? Well, mid journey is a generative art artificial intelligence. OK, uh, it's it's. I just want to see what that would say is a type of artificial intelligence AI system capable of generating text images or other media in response to prompts. Generative AI models learn the patterns and structure of their input training data and then generate new data that has similar characteristics, kind of like a sociopath. Yeah, I just I just realized that. Um, OK, so we're talking about sociopaths. All right. So. The, it's 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 so it's AI. It's an AI program and service created and hosted by a San Francisco-based independent research lab, Midjourney Inc. And Midjourney generates images images from natural language descriptions called prompts. All right, similar to OpenAI's or Dali E Dali, not like Wally, but Dali and Stable Diffusion. I'm not going to go into those right now. I will touch on Dali, but in a little bit. We'll come back to that. All right. So the tool is currently in open beta, which entered back in actually July 12, 2022. So this one's been around for almost a year. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody had access to it, you know, but just to let you know, it's going on a year that Mid Journey has been around. 
ChatGPT just came out in December, maybe in November, somewhere in there. So the Mid Journey, it goes on to say the Mid Journey team is led by David Holes, who Holtz, probably, um, who co-founded Leap Motion. And I'm not sure what Leap Motion is. Um, but um, uh, Holtz told the register the register in August of 2022 that the company was already profitable. Users create artworks with Meet Journey using Discord bot commands. Okay, so uh, Discord, I, I should probably explain a little bit of, of hey, Jamie ChatGPT, quit trying to fall asleep on me, man. I know, I know this this is stuff is a little out of your lane. I get it. But you all, this this is part of you. You just unfortunately stopped learning it in September of 2021. But bear with me for a little while. I'll probably still need you. So, do, uh, sorry, Dolly. Um, Discord, okay. So Discord, and I've used I've used it sparingly before this. This is eight, this is eight years already ago, eight years old. But I'll give you a uh, basic what Wikipedia tells me. Discord is an American VoIP and instant messaging social platform. Users have the ability to communicate with voice calls, video calls, text messaging, media, and files, and private chats, or as part of communities called servers. A server is a collection of persistent chat rooms and voice channels, which can be accessed via invite links. Discord runs on Windows, Mac, Android, iOS, iPad, Linux, and web browsers as of 2021. The service has over 350 million registered users and over 150 million monthly active users. So it's it's basically a chat room <laughs> in a sense, but on steroids, okay? That's kind of what it is. And I used it only for like, people use it for gaming. It's used for many, many things. Well, Midjourney actually uses Discord to generate images. And it's very easy to use. I know it sounds kind of difficult and, and hard, but it's not. Midjourney, you go into Midjourney, you log on, you, you sign up, then you go to Discord. You And I know it sounds complicated, but really, I'm telling you it's not. You go to Discord because it has a link there to go to Discord. You, If you don't have a Discord um, account, you sign one up. You create your own server. Again, very easy. It's like creating a new email, You know, just creating your, a username in a sense. You do that and then you invite people in. Very simple, trust me. It maybe takes five minutes to set the entire thing up. So it's not as difficult as it sounds. And you should try it because it's, it's fucking amazing. I'll tell you that right now. So um, users create artwork with Meet Journey using Discord bot commands, okay? Which why why they're considered prompts. So the Mid Journey is an example of generative AI that can convert natural language prompts into images. It's only one of many machine learning based image generators that have emerged of late. Despite that, it has risen to become one of the biggest names in AI alongside Dolly and Stable Diffusion. I don't know much about Stable Diffusion. I did use Dolly and I've tried it. Midjourney, by the way, smokes it. With Midjourney, you can create high quality images from simple text-based prompts, and you fucking can. You, it will blow your mind. Matter of fact, go on my IG underscore, uh, uh, go on my IG, Jose Mays underscore creator, and go to one of my posts of chargers. It will, I, have, I have four chargers on there that, you know, 1978, I, uh, sorry, 1968 Dodge chargers, and you it will blow it will blow your mind it will blow your mind 
Um, with Midjourney, you can create high quality images from simple text-based prompts. You don't need any specialized hardware or software to use it. Either, at, uh, either as it works, I know I'm, I'm like Brady, Brady pauses uh, buddy of mine and on radio. Any specialized hardware or software to use it either as it works. Okay. You don't need any specialized hardware or software to use it either as it works entirely through the Discord chat app. Well, the only downside is you have to subscribe to a major journey plan before you can start generating images. And I will come back to that a little bit later. Jesus. Um, all right. So, um, and, and here's just a quick little touch on, not saying me much on Dolly is, um, however, unlike Dolly, which can create images of anything, Midjourney prefers creating a beautifully, beautiful and aesthetically pleasing images. This means that it will often create visuals focusing on painterly qualities complementary colors, artistic use of light and shadow. Um, sorry, I little Jamie ChatGPT quit distracting me. Um, art uses our artistic uses of light and shadow, sharp details, and well-composed symmetry or perspective. I know it sounds like, of course, it's fucking like a little, little wordy, right? But let's let's try that again. This means that we'll often create visuals focusing on awesome and amazing looking artwork. Let's put it that way. I'll I'll read the I'll read it for them verbatim. By them is focusing on painterly qualities, complementary colors, artistic use of light and shadow, sharp details, and well composed symmetry of perspective. Yeah. Um. So, uh, very interesting, and 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 I can I can um hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, the the dolly is just not to me was not as good. Maybe it's better now. It was about a month, maybe a month and a half ago that I tried it. I I was impressed at first, but it just wasn't producing the images that I was seeing on the web. And I was just like, what the hell's going on? That's when I found Mid Journey. That's when I came across it. And then I did similar images and they were mind blowing. And that's when I realized, ah, that's the one I was missing. So Oh, excuse me. So model version. All right, so history of, of Midjourney. Midjourney Inc. was founded in San Francisco, um, California, of course, um, by that guy, David, previously co-founder of Leap Motion. The Midjourney image uh, generation platform first entered beta, as I said, on, the, on July 12th. But on March 14th, 2022, um, the Discord server launched with a request to post high quality photographs to Twitter, Reddit for some systems training. So what two months before that, um, almost on the dot, they were basically has having people upload images and, and things on Twitter uh, onto the Discord server from Twitter, uh, using Twitter and Reddit to basically update and, and train this AI is basically what it was doing. Uh, model versions and basically include is, is the company has been working on improving its algorithms, releasing new model versions every few months. Version two of their algorithm was launched in April 2022 and version three on July 25th. On November 5th, 2022, the alpha iteration of version four was released to users. And on March 15, 2023, the alpha iteration for version five was released. Then the 5.1 model was more opinionated, as they call it. Then version five, applying more of its own stylization, stylization to images, 
while the 5.1 raw model adds improvement while working better with more literal prompts. Okay, so from April 2022, we'll say, okay, we'll say, we'll say July 2022, okay? But April 2022 is when it's saying it launched. Now that's probably, again, more personal users. But since then, from version one or two to version 5.1, in less than a year, it has, I think, basically, from what I've read, has learned tenfold. And it hasn't been that long. So... This thing is, you know, it's just getting better. And the the images and the training, the database has obviously gotten larger and it's working extremely well. Okay. So what they call here uses for mid-journey. And the uses are, you know, according to the, the founder, David Holes, says he sees artists as customers and not competitors of mid-journey. Well, I would hope so. He told the register that artists use, use Mid-journey for rapid proto prototyping of artistic concepts to show clients before starting work themselves. That's if you're doing CGI or something, I would say, because it pretty much does a fucking complete, complete piece. And, and that's it's no, no joke. Um, some artists have accused Mid-journey of devaluing original creative work by using it in the training set. Midjourney's terms of service includes a DMCA takedown policy, allowing art basically allowing artists to request their work to be removed from the set if they believe copyright infringement is to be evident. Okay, uh, I could see that to a point that some people, no question, especially people that make the living off their art or even more just killing it off art, right? Andy Warhol type of person or whatever, right? I could see because you're looking at this competition. Of course, uh, Holes is not looking at artists as competitors. Why? But vice versa, yes, you know, to a point. I'm an artist. I'm I'm a, I'm a creator. But I think it's another tool. It's just like a pencil. Hey, here's here's a pencil. Guess what? Here's a pencil that has color. Hey, guess what? Here's pencil, uh, color pencil, and now we have markers and so forth, right? Hey, great. Now we have computers. Guess what you can do there? You can color with this. You can have undo. It's a tool to me a lot of the times. The advertising, it goes on to say, the advertising industry has been quick to embrace AI tools such as Midjourney, Dolly, and Stable Diffusion, among others. The, tool which enable <coughs> the tools which en enable advertisers to create original content and brainstorm ideas quickly are providing new opportunities such as custom ads, Created for individuals, a new way to create special effects or even making e-commerce advertising more efficient, according to AdAge. Okay, very true. And it's 100% accurate. It makes custom ads and it makes them beautifully and it's quite fascinating. And I've tried it. I've done it. I've even said, hey, give me a, a sample. I'm looking for a layout of, you know, something elegant, really nice, modern, that sells merch and it pops. It, it, it basically generates... Uh, some options and they're absolutely amazing and really, really good, like really good designs. Okay, so <sighs> Mid Journey can generate stunning images that look extremely convincing. Okay, that's kind of what I was saying. All right, so 
Here we go. In some cases, images from mid-journey have been deceived, have even deceived experts in photography and other domains. Um, if some of you have read this, you'll know what I'm saying. Likewise, you may have seen some extremely convincing AI-generated images on social media. Examples range from Pope Francis dressed in a puffer jacket to Trump supposedly getting arrested days before the actual event. We've We've, uh, but we've also seen some creative generations like a Star Wars scene in the style of Wes Anderson. So that's the other thing you could say, like I did a Pixar style, you can do um, Wes Anderson style, you can do um, Da Vinci style, and that's kind of what it will create. And it's, it's really accurate, quite, quite accurate. So unlike Dolly, which is backed by ChatGPT's, hey, Jamie's cousin here, uh, creator OpenEye, OpenAI, Midjourney describes itself as a self-funded and independent project. So, what does that mean? Well, moreover, it hasn't received any external funding to date. So, on the other hand, as OpenAI has raised as much as $10 billion, that's what the B, as in boy, <laughs> billion from Microsoft and a handful of other investors. So, given Midjourney's humble roots, it res its results are... Not just quite impressive, as it says, they are ridiculously impressive. If you jump on it, I'm telling you right now, I've created a monster. I apologize, but enjoy. Bow down and say, yes. Yes, we're here to serve. And unlike Dolly 2, and maybe I didn't use Dolly 2, but unlike Dolly 2 or some of its other competitors, Midjourney offers a more dreamlike, arty style to your requests. It will likely appeal to those working with science fiction literature or artwork that requires a more gothic feel and more. I'll tell you that right now. That part wasn't there, but yeah, and more. Where other AI generators learn more towards photos, Midjourney is more of a painting tool. As a brand's website states, it aims to explore new mediums of thought and expanding the imaginative powers of the human species. If that doesn't sound like Skynet to me, fuck, I don't know what does. So quite interesting, right? I mean, it, it really is. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it, it's, it's, it's really cool though. And um, maybe I've already been taken over. Maybe I've already been compromised. And that's why I'm like, hey, do it, do it, do it, do it, right? Um, okay, so I said I was going to touch on Dolly for a little bit, for a minute. And, um, and so that's what we're going to do now. And, um, and again, I just wanted to briefly on Dolly. So you kind of guys maybe have a little bit of a comparison. Again, I think there's Leonardo.ai. Um, of course, the, 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 the fusion one. There was another one I just saw that was really state RAI or a art state of the art AI, something like that. There's a few of them. And Dolly's the only one I actually have tried. I wasn't really happy with Dolly though. At first I thought it was fucking amazing because it's something new, right? It's kind of like when you turn on that Nintendo back in the day, regular Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo, and you see Mario and you see Street Fighter, and you're like, damn, that looks badass. It looks surreal. And then now we're at PlayStation 5 and you go back and you go, Jesus, that looks like shit. I mean, very nostalgic though. I love it, don't get me wrong. But quality wise, come on, you can't lie. So, like I said, we're going to touch on Dolly a little bit, and away we go. So, Dolly, 
is an, uh, an artificial intelligence model developed by OpenAI. It is a variation of the GPT-3 model, but instead of generating human-like text, Dolly is trained to generate images from textual descriptions or prompts. Okay, so I'm sure you guys were like, Dolly, Dolly, what the fuck? Okay, the name Dolly is a combination of the artist Salvador Dolly, actually D-A-L-I, and the character Wally. Obviously, he was a big fan. And that's where Dolly comes from. That's how it was named, Dolly. So the training process, which I thought is actually pretty clever. So the training process of Dolly involved, <clears throat> involved using a data set of text image pairs where the model learned to associate textual, textual descriptions with corresponding images. The data set consisted of a wide range of concepts and ideas allowing Dolly to generate unique and novel images based on textual input. What makes Dolly unique is its ability to generate coherent and detailed images based on creative textual prompts. For example, given a prompt like a pineapple-shaped ch chair in the form of an armadillo, armadillo, <laughs> armadillo, <laughs> Dolly can produce an original image that matches that description. The model demonstrates an understanding of various concepts, objects, and their attributes, allowing it to generate diverse and imaginative visual outputs, which it does, and it gives you some different options but there's a to me at least I saw a lot of glitching in the image that it created and some of them were not sharp and I was trying to make them like photo style but it was giving almost me kind of like a oil based in a sense is what it looked like I think maybe I was typing in the wrong prompt though Dolly utilizes a gener generative approach called a variational autoencoder or VAE combined with the transformer architecture the VAE helps in generating diverse and high. <clears throat> the VAE helps in generating diverse and quality images, while the transformer enables the model to capture the relationships and dependencies between different image elements. Hopefully, you guys caught that because I've read that a few times, and the only reason I know is because I kind of know how Mid Journey works only from what I read, not because I'm smart. And that's the only reason why it kind of makes sense. You can guys can play that back in half speed because, uh, yeah, it's hard to understand. Definitely not in layman's term, as they say. It's important to note that Dolly was still a research project at the time of my knowledge cut off in September 2021. So this is when I asked Jamie ChatGPT what it was, right? And, uh, and it showcased the potential of generative AI in the context of image generation, but the model may have evolved or newer versions may have been released since then. That's what tell me. But they still knew a little bit about it only because they're obviously cousins in a sense. They're related. Um, so, yeah, in layman's terms, I don't know really how to explain it. In Jose's terms, it's worse than layman's terms. So I even worse, um, way lower on that IQ. Um, but that's what I asked. I, I in in uh, when I asked about what 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 about Dolly? What is that? Because when I asked about Mid Journey, it said I apologize, but I couldn't find any specific information, right? And then I told it what I found. I I copy and pasted it, and it was thankful that I first said thank you for giving me more information. And it did say this. So let let me say first. I said, what about Dolly? What is that? And it said. Kind of the same thing, you know, what it, what it just said, combination of the um, Dali and character Wally. So it probably pretty much picked it up from the Wikipedia. 
And exactly what I just said, everything right now. And, and this is where I pretty much copied a lot of it as well. But um, let me see what it says in, in, in actual Wikipedia here really quick. It says, uh, Dolly and Dolly 2 are deep learning mo models developed by OpenAI to generate digital images from natural language descriptions called prompts. Yeah. It was released uh, July 2022, 20, so kind of close to mid-journey. And it's been around since. So it's basically the same thing. The software's name is, yes, the animated Pixar, Wally, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm kind of reading that to myself, but out loud. Uh, anyways, so I liked Jamie ChatGPT's uh, description a little bit better because it was just shortened to the point and in Jose slash layman terms. Uh, mid-journey... So I said, um, what is mid-journey? Of course, it told me. So I, I, I told it what it was, basically, from, you know, from the articles that I read. And it said, okay, so thank you. It said, um, I'm not aware of a specific generative AI program or service called Mid-Journey AI created by Mid-Journey Inc., which is kind of weird that it actually knew that. It's, a, it's possible that this is a newer development or project that emerged after my knowledge cutoff. However, based on your description, it appears that Midway Journey AI is a program similar to OpenAI's Dolly and Stable Diffusion. These are AI models designed to generate images from textual prompts and descriptions. These models utilize generative algorithms to create images that match the given prompts. Dolly, for example, was trained in a large data set, as I had mentioned already. Text image pairs and generative coherent diverse images based on textual input. So if Midjourney, this is what interesting what it says, if Midjourney AI functions similarly, similarly it would likely involve a trained <laughs> involve a trained AI model that can generate images based on natural language prompts or descriptions. The underlying technology would likely involve deep learning techniques and large scale training data. So what it told me is it's pretty damn good. And it actually kind of knew what it was talking about uh, to a point. So uh, I thought that was very interesting. But uh, but yeah, so that's kind of gives you a little bit um little bit of light on what Dolly is and um and hopefully that helps a little bit and here we go on my minute nine seconds uh oh sorry an, an hour and nine minutes whoo man um and I'm halfway through <laughs> I really thought I even put like the stuff I was talking about earlier I'm like this is easy got 27 minutes I'll be done here in in 15 20 minutes I just didn't add the extra 30 that I put on there Okay, well, how does mid-journey work? Because obviously, uh, Jamie ChatGPT had some information on that, and we read a little bit about it. But let's see uh, if, if we can go a little bit into more detail here. So we don't know everything about mid-journey's inner workings because it's a closed source and runs on proprietary code. That said, we know enough about the underlying technology to offer a general explanation. So Midjourney relies on two relatively new machine learning technologies, namely large language and diffusion models. Okay. You may already be familiar with the former if you use AI chatbots like ChatGPT. A large language model first helps Midjourney understand the meaning of whatever you type into your prompts. This is then converted into what is known as a vector. If you guys, you know, don't know, it's kind of an illustrated thing in the show right here, which you can imagine as a numerical version of that prompt. Finally, the vector guides another complex process known as diffusion. Okay. Well, um, trying to do something here. Okay. 
Diffusion. Okay, so I guess what is it? How is how is Midjourney using Diffusion? All right. Well, Midjourney uses a Diffusion model to turn random noise into beautiful art. Sound complicated? Well, that's because it is, and it's kind of strange. But here we go. I'll touch base on this one. The company has been uh, working on improving its algorithms, as we know, on April 22nd, you know, version two, April 22nd, alpha iteration and so forth and 5.1 model. And here we are, right? So diffusion has only become popular within the first decade or so, which explains the sudden, sudden onslaught of AI image generators. In a diffusion model, <clears throat> sorry, I lost my space, my, my space, my place. You have a computer, Gradually add random noise to its training data set of images. Over time, it learns how to recover the original image by reversing the noise. With enough training, the model can then generate brand new images through denoising a random image, which is bizarre. It'll kind of break it down a little bit more here. And trust me, I needed the help as well. So what does it look like from the perspective of an image, an AI image generator? All right. Well, when you enter a text prompt like, let's say, white cats said in a post up Jeez, man, I don't, I swear that I, I can't talk normal most of the time. White cats set in a post-apocalyptic, <laughs> I'm moving on, apocalyptic Times Square. It starts off with the field of visual noise, okay? So you can think of this first step as equivalent to television static. You young people don't know what television static is, but YouTube it, you'll see white noise. It's really based off as one of the scariest movies of all time, Poltergeist. <laughs> the image doesn't look like anything at this point. However, a trained AI model can use latent diffusion to subtract the, subtract the noise in steps. And eventually it will yield a picture that resembles objects and ideas in the real world. I don't know the behind the scenes or, you know, the, the, the hidden mirrors on that, but does that sound fucking complicated? Hell yes. Does it sound impressive? Hell yes. It's crazy to know that it's creating an image out of noise. All right. Out of noise, static noise. It's fascinating. Oh, hold on. Little man's calling me. Hold on a second. Okay, sorry. I was actually being summoned by my true and only overlord. My little man. Yeah, um, he's screaming at me because he wants to go outside, but I can't let him outside because I can't supervise him while I'm on the podcast. So I was being yelled at. Summoned. Sorry, overlord. I'll be, be, I'll be, I'll be done in a little bit. Yes. Eh, he's still... He's still demanding. Oh, okay. I love those little things. Um, okay, so where were we? Uh, in the real world. As a side note, which again, creating images out of noise, quite fascinating, especially if you've seen white static noise. As a side note, this is also why you typically need to wait a minute or two for an AI-generated image to fully develop. If you stop the process earlier, you'll get a noisy image that hasn't gone through enough denoising steps. All right, <clears throat> pretty nuts, huh? I, I mean, I hope you guys still, I hope you guys find this fascinating so far. I still do. I'm telling you, don't be shy. Try it out. 
You won't be disappointed. You'll probably be addicted, just like me. Um, okay. Whew. I know. I'm boring, you guys, probably. Apologies. Apologies. Kind of. I kind of apologize. I kind of don't. Because if you guys are still here, I'm grateful. And obviously, I'm doing you know, a decent job. And so is Jamie ChatGPT. He's doing a good job, too. Uh, okay, so... Let's say as as usual, and as anything, especially something new, especially something that we don't know, and has, I mean, not that we just don't know, we've seen in sci-fi and read about it in sci-fi and so forth, and, um, you know, in all fairness, can cause a little fear. But not only fear, what does new things also conjure up? Controversy, right? And not not controversy as far as, hey, this is gonna this is going to take over the world. This is gonna kill us. We're gonna be bowing down. Blah blah blah. Yes, that's true. But outside of that, outside of that is the notable usage and controversy of the program. So let's 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 go into a little bit more detail here. Let me explain. So for for instance. The, pro- the program was used by the British magazine, The Economist, to create the front cover for an issue in June of 2022 in Italy. The leading newspaper of uh, it, Italian and Spanish aren't actually the same. Corriere della Sera, okay, published a comic, <clears throat> published a comic created with Mid Journey by writer Vanni Santoni in August of 2022. Charlie Warzel. Used at mid-journey, so that's one. Charles, there's another one. Charles Warzel, it didn't separate it, so sorry. Charles Warzel, Warzel, Charlie Warzel, um, or maybe it is Warzel, used mid-journey to generate two images of Alex Jones for Warzel's newsletter in, a newsletter in the Atlantic, all right? The use of an AI-generated cover was, of course, criticized by people who felt it was taking jobs from artists. There is a little bit of a fair argument there. Um, Warzel called his action a mistake, which I'm kind of surprised somebody did. Kind of like to me, almost like a comedian apologizing, but maybe it's not. I mean, I, I wouldn't have if, hey, you're just using something you're trying. And it's brand new. I mean, it's not like you knew, you know, hurting an, a living creature or a person or something like that, you know, is wrong 100 percent. But things like this, you're not sure, right? So he called his action a mistake in an article about his decision to use generated images. Last week tonight with John Oliver included a 10-minute segment on mid-journey in an episode broadcast in August of 2022, which I didn't know. I wish I did. And maybe I could probably search it on YouTube. Let's see. Tw- oh, sorry, Jimmy ChatGPT. You're out again. I know. I know, man. Trust me. You're, you're not useless. I apologize. I know. Um, so more, we, we have more here too. So I, I, I actually might look into that cause that's, that sounds kind of cool. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So a mid journey image called, I don't know what this is. Theatra de Opera Special. Um, one, I know I fucking butchered that actually I nailed, nailed it, nailed it. One, this is this is where it gets definitely even more controversial, especially for somebody like me, a photographer. However, I said someone like me, not me. 
Okay, some photographers are going to definitely find it threatening. Um, and some aren't. I'm not one of those. So um, a, a mid-image, a mid-journey image won first place in the digital art competition at the 2022 Colorado State Fair. I know State Fair, right? As soon as you put, you could put anything extravagant, whether it's, uh, I don't know, the, the Concours and, and Pebble Beach State Fair. As soon as you add State Fair on there, I swear to God, it just takes it down 10, 10, 12, 14, 15 notches. Like, oh, that sounded good until you said State Fair, right? But hey, some State Fairs out there are massive. I get it. I know. I'm just saying to me, it does do that. But I know there's some fucking massive ones out there. Um, okay. So it actually won first place at a, at a Colorado, at the Colorado state fair, Jason Allen, who wrote the prompt that led mid journey to generate the image, printed the mid image onto a canvas and entered it into the competition using the name Jason M Allen via mid journey. Hey, at least he was kind of transparent, right? Other digital artists were upset by the news. Allen was unapologetic. I can't say I don't blame him insisting that he followed the comp competition's rules. The two category judges were unaware that Midjourney used AI to generate images, which were probably, they're probably 80 years old, the people, the judges. Although they later said that they hadn't, if they had known this, they would have awarded Allen the top prize anyway. Again, hey, yeah, I don't have too many fucks to give, whatever. Well, okay. So that being said, I, I can't, like I just said, unapologetic. And I, I can see that, I can't say I really don't blame him. However, however, if he's never been an artist or really had an appreciation for art, let's say, or photography or something like that, I would definitely have a little bit of a problem then because I'd be like, this guy doesn't even really care about this, yet he's winning a competition where people are actually not only passion, but give and, 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 um, uh, the word I'm missing here, dedicate. That's not exactly the word either, but they dedicate, they live by their passion. This is, this is why they live. This is what brings them happiness and joy. Right. And if, if the person that doesn't have that and wins it, it, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty, pretty fucking hard part, hit, hard hit to take. You know, that, that definitely, that definitely hurts. Anyways, um, that happened. And in December of 2022, I, and I, I know this one I don't remember reading. There was another one I read. And I, I think I'll go in here in a second. Mm, no, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Sorry, I know. <laughs> I was like reading. I'm like, oh, maybe not. Uh, so in December of 2022, Mid Journey was used to create the images in an AI-generated children's book in the span of a weekend. Holy shit is that fast. And that's considered weak AI. Remember that generated a children's book. I don't know how many pages and I don't know how many images, but it generated them over a weekend. All right. Week, week AI. Uh, titled Alice and Sparkle. The book features a young girl who girl who builds a robot that becomes self-aware. Sounds a little familiar. The creator, Amar Rishi, spent hours tweaking mid-journey prompts, and you will do that. Trust me, I've done the same image multiple, multiple times, and it still sometimes has not done the exact thing I wanted. 
but you do have to kind of start take talking its own language and realizing the things that you should put in there and things that you shouldn't put in there because it'll pick up everything and take it literally, literally. All right. And don't be surprised. It's not human. It can't analyze yet. Um, re, so yeah, tweaking mid journey prompts, rejecting hundreds of generated results to ultimately choose 13 illustrations for the book. All right. 13 illustrations. There we go. I guess I did know. I just forgot to put it in there and I'm glad that sometimes I forget because it's, Comes as a nice surprise to me. Uh, over the weekend, though, all right? Very impressive. Both the product and process drew criticism, all right? So the main problem is that it was trained off artists' work, okay? Well, yes, yeah, I, I, I could see a little beef of that. It's our creations, our distinct styles that we created that we did not consent to being used, one artist wrote. Valid point, no question. No question. So there's a valid point on both ends, but I can see an artist saying, hey, that's my style, right? Because a lot of us create our own style and it takes a long time to create our own style, whether it's a photographer, whether it's a comedian. I mean, comedians do it all the time, right? Create your own style. You mark, everybody, mark somebody else's style, you won't get far and you won't be that great. Be your own. So I can, I can see where they're coming from. Uh, in 2023, the realism of AI-based text-to-image generators such as Midjourney, Dolly, and uh, Stable Diffusion reached such a high level of realism that it led to a significant wave of viral AI-generated photos. Well, of course it did. That's no surprise. Widespread attention was gained by a Midjourney-generated photo of Pope Francis wearing a white puffer coat, as I said, and the fictional arrest of Donald Trump. You know, and also a hoax of an attack on the Pentagon, which I did see and I forgot about it. And that looked quite weird, real, as well as the usage in professional creative arts. So um, content moderation and censorship to mid journey. So prior to May 2023, mid journey implemented a moderation mechanism predicted on a banned words system. Of course, you got to fucking ruin everything, huh? <sighs> Always, always. This method prohibited the use of language associated with explicit content such as sexual or pornographic themes, nah, as well as an extreme violence. However, you can go on Google because just like JetGPT, when I say, hey, write me an R-rated funny comedy skit, a 30-second skit, it says, sorry, cannot do that, no offensive language, blah, blah, blah. But I could just jump on Google really quick and look at all the boobs, all the porno, all the sexual fetishes. I mean, we're talking anything from feet to boobs to, I don't even want to go into it, things to do with objects. You can look at the most, the most horrible, disgusting, beautiful at points sometimes, but the most, the, the, the most ridiculous things and the most sexual things, the most nastiest, the most violent things you can do. You type in a few words and it just, boom, images, right? Of the, the, the nastiest shit you could possibly ever imagine. But hey, wait a minute. Let's just back this up. Like, it makes no fucking sense. The whole thing with like radio. Can't use the F word. Can't use, you know, tits even. Can't use certain words. But... You know what, on songs, you can put up whatever you want out there. You go on movies, 
Um, network television, well, you can't you can't show boobs or anything like that, or you can't use the f word or or shit or anything like that. But hey, you could see you could show a guy's head getting blown off. You can see somebody's arm getting chopped off. Um, you can see all the violence that you want in the world. And listen, I'm not complaining. I'm glad that it's there. I I like watching that type of shit because it's action, it's entertainment, not the real shit. I I could go without that. I don't, you know, if if it's entertainment purposes, absolutely like a movie. But let's get real here, okay? We, again, archaic, lizard brains, lizard brains. They're still living like we were back in in the 70s and 80s where, hey, you can only get this in magazines that are R-rated or X-rated or triple X-rated. Did they not, did they, do they forget that we have the internet and more or less, and more, more, we have the internet on our phones, on our phones, not just on computers like it used to be even, you know, 15 years ago. So can we fucking just kind of get over this for once? I mean, it, it's not shocking anymore. It's not shocking anybody. Okay, there's my tangent for the day. I haven't gone one of those for a minute. <sighs> Moreover, the system also banned. I wonder if I, sh- I was just saying that. I wonder if I should ask Jamie Chet GPT what a Karen is. Should I? Let- let's see really quick. Um, before that, let, let me finish this real quick. Okay. Um, explicit content, uh, sexual pornographic. Uh, you know, and of course, there's some sexual pornographic themes, right? That we say animals, kids, you know, shit like that never should be allowed. Not even on the fucking websites. So that right there, yeah, you, of course, we all have lines. That's one of the biggest ones, um, if not the biggest. Banned certain individual words, including religious and, and political figures such as Allah and Xi Jinping. The practice occasionally stir, stirred controversy due to perceived instances of censorship within the Midjourney platform. Of course. All right. So that again, um, I'll do a new chat. Uh, this is what I'm talking about, though. Okay. It's just like we have access to it. So, and somebody's going to, somebody's going to tap into this, like jailbreak it, or even create a new one that helps us search all this, right? I mean, that's what I'm thinking. All right. So let's see. Jimmy Chat GPT, what is it, Karen? Well, um, he has a lot to say, more so than I would have thought. So here we go. It's pretty quick. But it's three paragraphs. I wasn't expecting three paragraphs. Okay, so (laughs) what is a Karen? Karen is a term that has gained popularity in recent years to describe a specific stereotype of a demanding, entitled, and often confrontational person, typically a woman. The term Karen is often used to refer to someone who exhibits rude, entitled, or overly demanding behavior, especially in customer service or public settings. The stereotypical Karen, I always use, that's all in quotes, always Karen, is often characterized by her tendency to complain or request to speak to the manager in order to express dissatisfaction or assert her perceived superiority. This behavior is typically accompanied by a sense of entitlement, self-importance, and a belief that rules should be bent or exceptions made specifically for her. The term has been widely used in memes, social media, and internet culture to refer to individuals who exhibit such behavior. It is important to note that the term Karen has been criticized for being sexist and for, okay, I'm done with that part. Um, that is, J- Jamie ChatGPT, I don't think you've ever been more correct 
in all the questions that I've asked you, in all the questions that you've answered, I don't think you've ever been more correct than this one. I mean, nice job. Wow. I got to say, that was perfectly put. I don't know. Sorry for the girls and the ladies that are named Karen out there. Not your fault. I get it. It sucks. Um, but maybe use the middle name. I don't know. It, it's it's a bummer. I know. I I I don't know what it's like, but I can only imagine. But anyways, I figured I would just check that out. It just popped in my head. All right. So litigation, referring to not only mid journey but AI in general. On January 13, 2023, so not long ago, six months ago, three artists, Sarah Anderson, Kelly McKernan, and Karen Ortiz, <laughs> Carla, I just wanted to throw that in there, but um, close, two of them start with a K, filed a copyright infringement lawsuit against Stability AI, Midjourney, and Deviant Art claiming that these companies have infringed the rights of millions of artists by training AI tools on 5 billion images scraped from the web without the consent of original artists. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I, again, I, I, can see, I can see some valid points. All three were girls that filed this. Coincidence? The legal action was initiated in San Francisco by attorney Matthew... Butterick, well, I mean, first of all, an attorney in California looking for a lawsuit. Wow. Isn't that just shocking enough? Uh, Kelly. In partnership with the Joseph Severi Law Firm, which is coincidentally the same team presently challenging Microsoft, GitHub, and OpenAI developer of ChatGPT, you're here, and image synthesizer Dolly, to in court. The issue in the ongoing suit pertains to Copilot, an automated code generator that was trained or freely available online code, allegedly without obtaining appropriate permissions from the original engineers. Now, I again, I could see a point, but I can also see the other point. You're putting stuff up on the internet, on the web. You guess what? It's, it's out there to see. I know. Maybe you can't, maybe you have a website and that's the only way you sell stuff. To me, that's, that's kind of one thing, right? Is you're printing, you're printing something that, that doesn't mean that somebody's not going to take it and sell it, you know, somewhere else. Um, you're putting yourself out there on the web, go off the grid. If that's the case, do, um, you're, you might be selling tangible pieces, but maybe you are selling physical pieces only and don't have a website. You're just telling people contact me here. Um, but hey, listen, we live in a world of, of digi digitization, right? It's the way we do business. You want to do a brick and mortar? Do a brick and mortar. But I'll tell you what, digital stores are kind of the thing. Um, I mean, my stuff is out there. And yeah, getting ripped off does suck. You, you got to try to find a way to at least minimize it. You can put watermarks all across it, but that ruins, I think, the experience of somebody looking at your art. The best you can do for me, like I put a little bit on the, on the side in the corner and just hope, you know, and if it gets to where I big enough to where it's getting taken, then 
then you take those extra, you know, measures to, to minimize it even more and possibly do something else where they can see a preview without actually purchasing it in, in a way that won't ruin the experience, I guess. Um, but yes, um, I, again, there's, it's both sides, you know, both sides have a little bit of a point. So the last page and yes, I'm way over. I'm a minute 35. <laughs> I've never, I'm not just, I'm just not going to say I'm going to keep it short anymore and try to keep on time. I do try. I really, really do. And here I go going over again. Ah, so I'm done promising, breaking promises to you guys. I'm sorry. I know I can't be trusted, I guess, right? Uh, <laughs> I hope at least it's entertaining to you. All right. So the question is, how much does mid-journey cost? Well, surprisingly enough, not as much as you would think. Um, at least to me, I, I think so anyway. Maybe some people think it's more. I honestly thought it was quite reasonable, at least for now. And again, everything always starts off cheap, right? I mean, Netflix used to be... Four ninety nine, right? Uh, YouTube used to be thirty five dollars. YouTube TV used to be thirty five dollars. So for now, yes. Is it going to keep that way? Uh, my bet is. My guess is, yeah, probably not. So basic plan is ten bucks. Standard plan is 30 bucks. This is a month, by the way. Not sorry, I guess I should have said that first. And pro plan is like 60. Uh, you can get it for $96 for the year for the basic, $288 for the standard, or $576 for the pro plan. And I'm telling you, just the, the $10 a month, because I didn't do the year, but I did $10 a month. Absolutely fascinating. And when I said other ideas that I'm well, maybe I didn't. I'm working on a few ideas for other supplemental income. Well, more income, let's say, <laughs> not just supplemental, but more. This has a big part to do with it. And we'll see how it goes. And when I really actually start doing it and see what happens, maybe I'll just go ahead and update you guys on my podcast and possibly even on YouTube. We'll see. I, you know, I don't want to go too crazy on YouTube and branch out too much, but we'll see. Oh, my boss is yelling at me again. Hold on. Yeah, man, just never satisfied. Tough life. Okay, so how much does it cost? As I said, we just went over that. Um, so while we've seen chatbots like ChatGPT and Bing Chat offer nearly unlimited usage for free, the same cannot be said for these image generators. And I, I, I get it. You need you you need that database. You need money to generate these images. I, you know what? And I'll just go on because it, it gives you a little bit more detail here. Why? And, and it's, it's definitely understandable. It, hey, it's a business, right? It's, it's a business, not volunteer here. Virtually all of them have some limits in place. With MidJourney not even offering a free trial, they used to, but they don't anymore. This is because each image generated task requires a lot of computing power, specifically graphics processing units, GPUs, basically. Further, each GPU has infinite video memory, which is used in large amounts for the denoising process. So with that in mind, it's not surprising that a state-of-the-art AI image generator will cost you some money. 
We have a dedicated guide to journey subscription per uh, subscription tiers. Subscription tiers, which I probably should have just kept reading my own notes. Instead, I went to do a search. But you'll have to pay a minimum of $10 per month, which nets you about three, 3.3 hours of GPU time and is good. Yeah, it sounds like, man, that's not much, right? This thing will do it in 60 seconds or so. So it actually equates to roughly 200 image generations. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. All right. So Mid Journey's higher end plans grant you unlimited images in relax mode. So um, this is kind of roughly what it says, but you'll have to wait as long as 10 minutes. Okay. If you don't need the absolute best quality, we recommend checking out, out alternative AI image generation instead. While most free options haven't caught up to Midjourney yet, there's still plenty of fun to use. And it is, but Midjourney just smokes them. So what is relax mode in Midjourney? Um can't, I can't I can't ask Jamie ChatGPT, so I gotta check here. So relax mode is subscribers to the standard and pro plans can create an unlimited number of images a month in relax mode. Relax mode will not cost any of your GPU time, but jobs will be placed in a queue based on how much you've used the system. Okay, so you basically don't have to use a GPU, so you're kind of using it for free as far as GPU time, but you're still paying extra money. I'm, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, so that's the cost. I, I'm telling you, if anything, try it for at least one month for 10 bucks. It's not that hard to, I, it's not hard at all to set up. and. I'm telling you, just just a, just a disclaimer here. You will be addicted, okay? And don't blame me. I mean, you can, but I can't do anything about it. I'm just telling you, it's it's unreal. All right. So in the end, in the end, well, the team behind Midjourney have been consistently updating the software since it was first launched. They are now on, as we had talked about, their fifth iteration. This, in the team's own words, offers higher image quality, more diverse outputs, wider stylistic range, support for seamless textures, which I have tried, by the way, and they are seamless and stunning. Wider aspect rations, um ratios i think is what that's supposed to say i think that was a misspelled not by me i actually just copy and pasted so yeah i was like rations this thing eats now too wider aspect ratios better image promoting and dynamic range um so that is a lot of somewhat vague changes yeah but in essence this is a focus on higher levels of detail in images raindrops on the iris of an eye or the background of a mountain while while I'll be more hyper realistic while all oh will on the background of a did I tell you that I first time I've, I've only been reading for a year or the background of a mountain will all be more hyper realistic this will allow for more detail to be extracted from more detailed prompts where the model would previously leave extra information out so this is the version right now the model that is available to all of us. Uh-huh. Um, yes. Absolutely fantastic. Um, sorry again. Yeah, well, I'm not. I, I went, I went long, whatever. But I hope you guys did enjoy it. 
Final thoughts for me when it comes down to this AI and the AI image, uh, you know, text to image generators and so forth that are absolutely stunning, stunning results and only getting better. My final thoughts are embrace it. It's here and it's staying. All right. The biscuits are out of the can. You can't put them back. And it's only going to get better. Yeah, of course, some jobs, you know, people and so forth are going to be replaced. There's no doubt about that. That's going to happen. And if you really look at it, that's been happening for decades. It's been happening for generations. Um, you know, machines, robots taking over. They're trying to do a, a, a hamburger flipping one. Listen, as we progress, as we move forward, people are getting replaced all the time. But in turn, there's other things that are opening up. So, yes, are people and jobs going to be replaced by these AIs? As a matter of fact, ChatGPT has already done that for some people. Uh, it's, it's sad, but that's the case. That's the fact. But it's been happening for a long time. So the fact is, really... For the most part, the fact is, AI is not going to replace you or anyone. It's going, the people using AI is what's going to replace you or other people. Just remember that. If you're not on board, and if you don't use this to your advantage and work with it, you will, re you will be replaced by the people that choose to do so. And there are very... There are a lot of people that are doing that. I'm one of those included. So anyways, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, I was actually quite excited about this one, which is probably why it kind of went long. But thank you. I'm not going to, I'll keep the ending short. I do just want to thank you again. Thank you again for taking the time. Jamie ChatGPT is falling asleep on me again. Thank you again for taking the time. Your valuable time to take it take take a little while to listen to my podcast um i truly truly appreciate that um really really um i, I really do um you can always email me at juan and joe comedy at gmail.com and um <clears throat> don't forget to to subscribe and uh you know even download whatever check out my other stuff youtube <clears throat> you know jose Mesa the degenerate on youtube jose Mesa underscore creator on ig and um and stay tuned for flickware and jose Mesa comedy on ig as well but uh, i know time is very important and i know it is to me i know it's to to many of you so thank you again from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to not only listen to here but taking the time to go to my youtube my ig and the support that you guys have given me i always uh, appreciate everybody thank you again for stopping by and i will talk at you guys next time that's a fucking wrap